that has a kangaroo on it and it says no kangaroos in Austria because <laughs> we get mixed up so many times. Yeah. So we just have like shirts. I have a magnet on my fridge that says it. Hello and welcome to the second season of Home Plates. I'm Dee Dee Madigan, your host, and I've got a great season coming your way. New episodes are released every Wednesday, so make sure you are subscribed to one of the platforms we are on. We are now on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. You can also find us right here on the Soundbite Network, so there are no excuses for you to miss an episode. If you want to hear about a certain food culture, or you want to be on this podcast, or maybe you know someone who would be good for this podcast, you should let me know. If you know someone who might be good for this podcast, but they don't want to, you should also let me know. You can email me, or you can even slide into my DMs. I don't care. This first episode of Season 2, I sit down with Sarah Koek, and we talk about Austrian food. So stay tuned to hear about why Wiener Schnitzel, the hot dog restaurant, is inappropriately named, and much, much more. Stay tuned. You're listening to Home Plates. Welcome to another episode of Home Plates. I'm your host, Dee Dee Madigan, and with me today is Sarah Koek. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Sarah, would you like to introduce yourself a little bit? Tell them where you're from. Um, my name's Sarah Koek. I'm a junior here at the UW. I am born and raised in Vienna, Austria. I moved to the States when I was, I was 11, and now I go to school here. <laughs> you are only the second European I've had on my show. So yes, I'm that is very so exciting. Excited. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so Vienna. Yes. Austria. Correct. So I got to start with Wiener Schnitzel. <laughs> Tell me about it. Okay, are you familiar with, you're probably familiar with the chain Wiener Schnitzel yes, in California. Yes, and it's very infuriating. Okay, tell me more about that. Tell, if our <sighs> listeners don't know what we're talking about, explain. Okay, Wiener Schnitzel is, well, okay, <laughs> Schnitzel is like the generic term, like, Wiener just means Viennese, like, from Vienna. So, like, I'm a Wienerin, which just means, like, I'm a woman from Vienna. But Schnitzel itself is actually just breaded meat. So it's not a hot dog. In any way, that is not a thing that is completely false. So it makes schnitzel special. It's usually either chicken, pork, or veal. Veal is, like, really rare. Like, you barely get that. But usually it's chicken or pork, and it's just breaded with just plain old flour, egg, and breadcrumbs, plain breadcrumbs, and then it just gets pan-fried. That's schnitzel right there. That's the (laughs) whole thing. And then, like, usually you can have it with... Like, most common, you'll have it with a salad. For instance, potato salad, that's, like, very, very common. And most places give you, like, a little dipping sauce. It's um, Preiselbeer sauce, which is, like, the cranberry sauce. So you get, like, a little thing of cranberry sauce with it, which I don't personally like. It's, like, too sweet with my schnitzel. It's kind of weird. But there's also schnitzels that come with a gravy, which is more German, actually. That's very, like, more German rather than Austrian, but they do have gravy for their schnitzel in some ports, in some places. And then I feel like the classic stereotype is schnitzels with noodles from The Sound of Music, which I've never had either. I'm pretty sure that's not a thing. I've never had noodles with my schnitzel. But yeah, that's 
schnitzel is probably like the most stereotypical but way too hyped up part of Austrian food. Great. So we're breaking down Austrian stereotypes yes. one at a time, straight out Correct. of the gate. Great. <laughs> I honestly did not really realize until today when I looked it up that like Wiener schnitzel is like not like... It's not a sausage. It's not. <laughs> I, it just really makes me wonder why that chain of restaurants is called Wiener schnitzel. If, I don't... I don't understand it. It really is not like, I tried Googling it before this and was like, why is it this way? <laughs> like, that doesn't make any sense. I, it's, <laughs> it's awful. I remember in sixth grade, I just moved to the States and I went to Disneyland with a friend of mine and her brother and her mom. And on the way home, there was a Wiener Schnitzel, the Wiener Schnitzel store. And she's like, oh, you got to go and you order everything in German. I was like, none of this is, like, this is not authentic. Like, why would I... I was so confused in my little <laughs> mind, like sixth grade mind. I was like, why, why are they doing this to me? <laughs> like, this is just punishment, really. Like, this is not real. <laughs> okay, so when then in Austria with mm-hmm. like the real Wiener schnitzel, when do you, is it just a common dish or like, is there like a time that you, special occasions you eat that? Is no, it's, it's a common dish. Okay. There's no real like special time for it. I mean, not breakfast usually. Except if your dear friend of mine who was visiting me in Vienna <laughs> wanted, they have this thing called a schnitzel semmel, which is just like a bread roll with a schnitzel in it. Ooh, that's it's good. actually really good, but it's also very just trashy food, really. But is it like really kind of drunk food then? Completely. Okay. Actually, it's more like hungover food the next day, or like okay. you're gonna be on a train for ten hours. That sounds really good. And like need put an egg on it or something like that. Not or even. No, it's not usually just egg, like just... lettuce. Okay. A schnitzel. A lot of mayo and a bun. Ooh. And my American friend bought this at like 10 a.m. And I was just so ashamed. I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> but no, besides that, it's usually just a normal dinner. Like most, if you go to a beer garden or just a normal like pub style uh-huh. restaurant, they'll have a schnitzel. Because it's just super simple. Can you find them at McDonald's? No. Okay. I was just I mean, wondering. if you think about it, I mean technically... A chicken nugget is just a very small, very yeah, bad Yeah, I wasn't sure if maybe, like, McDonald's, like, caught on to that and is like... No, they it. still call them McNuggets. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so tell me more about Vienna and the food culture there and growing up there since you moved to the States when you said you were 11. Mm-hmm. Just kind of, I guess, some food memories then from oh, Vienna. Yeah. What stands out to you? Yeah, I mean, I'm there every year at least once, too, so it's still very much part of the culture. But I would say that Vienna food, food culture, and I guess drinking culture as well, is very focused around coffee. Historically, because I know this for some reason, we got coffee through the Ottoman Empire when they tried to invade Vienna. They actually brought us coffee, and we just kept using it and making cafes and all this and actually a couple years ago our coffee houses were inaugurated into the unesco world heritage so it's like a huge deal like coffee houses everywhere super old from like pre-usa times that are still up and running and all the different cakes and coffee and then of course with that is also just the beer garden (laughs) and like traditional austrian food culture so it's kind of the clash of like the more casual and the kind of fancy mixing together and it's delicious <laughs> how long have you been in seattle uh it's my third year now okay so since you're a freshman mm-hmm. okay how does coffee culture then here since like i feel like seattle and within the states at least mm-hmm. is pretty known as like a coffee centric city how does coffee culture compare here to vienna i would say it's similar in the value of the coffee culture like how popular it is but in terms of the 
types of coffee, it's completely different. Because I feel like Seattle has a lot of light roast and is more focused on the medium and light roast, which I personally, I can't drink. It's too much caffeine and I kind of get sick from it. While Vienna is very much like super dark roast, more of the like kind of, my roommate calls it burnt. I just think it tastes delicious, but he <laughs> complains that it's too burnt. But it's definitely still the same hype about coffee in general. Like you drink coffee either here or there. There's not really a way around it. Can you tell me more about Vienna? Like, how about if a friend were to come and visit you in Vienna, what are some restaurants that you would take them to that are must-go-tos? There's this one beer garden or local pub, I guess, that used to be owned by a family friend of ours. It's now somebody else, but they're super nice. It's got this huge, it's like on the corner of a street, and it's got this huge backyard with just tables everywhere and their food is amazing, and their beer is amazing, and it's so cheap. People in Vienna don't realize how cheap food is there to go out and eat <laughs> compared to other places, and it drives me nuts when I go back and they complain about how pricey it is. So it's so nice because everybody's so casual about it, and you just order, and the guy and the waiter will just make jokes, and you're not quite sure if he's sarcastic or he's actually just being rude. <laughs> but you kind of just like have to go with it and just go with the joke. But I always take people to that place. It's very laid back, and it's not very touristy, which is really nice. Any others? Yes. More of a... This one's super touristy, but it's a must. There's the... More in the inner city, because the city of Vienna is, like, circular, like most European cities, so you got the church in the middle and then everything around, and the inner districts. They're usually more touristy and also more pricey, but there's two bakeries in it. Mm. One is the Sacha Hotel and the Sacha Torte, which is probably, like, the most famous Austrian cake. It's just this, like, dark chocolatey with nuts in it, too, and it's got, like, a layer of jam on it with whipped cream. It's so good. But that hotel is super popular. It's easier to just go and buy a cake there than it is to actually go to the coffee house (laughs) because it's so popular and everybody's trying to go, and it's super expensive, but it's totally worth it. And then there's this other bakery not even a mile away from there that's Damer Bakery, which used to provide the desserts for the empirical court so they've been around for a while too and they have everything there's just (laughs) like they don't just focus on sakatata they have it too but they have literally anything you could ever dream of and it's like two stories big so there's always space it's so good there's just so many different cakes like the sakatata or like the black forest cherry cake which is also really good it's just, just cakes are really good. <laughs> <laughs> yes, cakes are good in general, usually. Oh, yeah, cake is always good. <laughs> <laughs> Have you been able to find any Austrian bakeries around here at all? or Not really, except I can't really say that I've been actively looking for them. Okay. I know there's actually a German convenience-slash-butcher-slash-grocery store near the original Starbucks and Pike Place. Okay. That actually sells, like, Austrian candy as well, and German candy, and, like, this really good Austrian, like, soft drink okay. that is delicious and you can't get it anywhere else, but that's the only place so far that I've really seen that actually sells stuff like that. So maybe a little bit more research is necessary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I might have just been too lazy lately. And I'm always scared it's not going to compare, you know? Yeah. So I'm just like, uh, maybe I, I don't want to ruin it for me. Yeah. I'm sure it's good, but it's like, what if it's not? And I'll just be disappointed. <laughs> you gotta save it for uh, exactly those trips home. Mm-hmm. So yeah, when you do go back to Vienna, what's like your first stop food-wise? 
Probably that beer garden, actually. Oh, good. That beer garden. It's just so good. And if... There's just so <laughs> much... There's not really any place in Vienna where I would say I don't want to go. Because it's all good. So it's just a matter of picking your ultimate favorites. But usually, like, you can go anywhere and it's still delicious. Is there sentimental value, then, with the beer garden? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Just... We've spent, the friend we knew was part of our scuba diving group that we had. And so during the year, all those people meet up on Mondays at this place. And that's been going on for years. Mm. So it's just a thing of like, oh, it's Monday. Gotta go there because everybody will be there and we'll just catch up and stuff. That's nice. Yeah. Let's talk about the drinking culture then. All right. I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta mentally brace I'm yourself. I'm mentally bracing myself. <laughs> Yeah, just tell me about, like, you know, is there etiquette? Are there drinking songs? Is there, are there kinds of beer or drinks that are more popular than others? I'm just going to lay it all out there. Okay. I'll let you talk. Well, from a legal <laughs> standpoint, um, <laughs> so with 16, you can drink anything that's under 8%. So it's usually beer, mm-hmm. some wines. Once you're 18, you're good to go. You can drink whatever you want. There's actually only, I would say, Austrian drinking culture... Actually, any European drinking culture is very different from, like, U.S. drinking culture, especially at our age, because it's not about getting completely wasted every time, and it's not, like, shots, you know? (laughs) Like, we focus more on, like, oh, have a beer, or, like, have a glass of wine, or some cocktails. Like, I would say we definitely have a lot of mixed stuff also with wine. Like, we do a lot of, like, white wine spritzers, and then during the seasons, like, we'll add some elderflower to it, or some, I think it's blue lilies is the name for it. So it's a lot of spritzers, and then also with the beer, we mix it with, like, juice. Because I feel like it's more, for instance, for lunch, like, it's pretty normal to just have a beer with your lunch or two. So it's, like, more of a dragged-out, casual drinking. But it's, like, continuous, except for the mornings, of course. But it's a (laughs) lot of beer and wine and cocktails. But a lot of the beers are actually German. Like, there's only a couple, a couple, probably, like, ten really popular beers that are actually from Austria. Mm -hmm. But I would say Austria itself actually produces a lot more wine. Okay, yeah. interesting. Especially white wine. Oh, yeah. wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, so Germans do more of the beer and we do more of the wine. Oh, cool. Yeah. Is it like climate landscape, do you think, then? Yes, possibly. <laughs> I'm not quite sure. I just, like, one of the states in Austria is called um, Burgenland, which actually tr- translates to castle country. And it's very flat, but also has a lot of hills, and it gets a lot of sun. It gets, like, the most sun out of all of Austria, so they make a lot of wine there. But okay. I don't know when <laughs> this diversions happened, but at some point in time it did. Can you talk more about the German influence then on, like, Austria? You have Austria and then Germany's right there, and mm-hmm. like, you got all these other countries. Can you talk about, like, sort of, like, how the other countries' cultures have influenced Austria at all or haven't? I would say the most influential area out of Germany or at least the one that's the most similar to us is Bavaria actually because all the other ones they're like language itself is very different in like terms of accents and dialects and stuff but Bavaria is really close to us but then obviously the foods are very similar but I would and this is just my personal opinion don't (laughs) like don't quote me on this but I would definitely say that German food is a lot more focused on meat 
Germany is the place where you get blood sausages and like white sausage, <laughs> like the really like hearty meats. While in Austria, we also like our occasional salads and stuff. <laughs> but it's just like just subtle, subtle differences, but they are noticed, especially if you talk to an Austrian about the Germans or a German about the Austrians. It's very, it's kind of a huge discussion. Like we don't like to be called the other. <laughs> it's not a good topic. <laughs> it's like, we try to avoid it. There's past history there, right? With uh... Oh, only like a couple thousand years of history. <laughs> but yeah, it's definitely, I would say both countries hold a grudge over the other one, which I'm pretty sure at this point in history, most people don't even know what the grudge is, but we just continue. It's just, it's, it's just how it is. It's, it's kind of like... In your blood now. It's in our blood. It's kind of like, it's kind of like how I feel most Americans feel about the Canadians, you know? Mm-hmm. For some reason, they don't really get along and say the Canadians are way too nice, and it just seems weird to me. So it's kind of just these subtle arguments yeah. and points of discussion that just separate us. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so now you know. Just don't mix up your Austrians and Germans. Yeah. It's <laughs> actually amazing how often, whenever I tell people I'm from Austria or I, I'm speaking German, they're like, oh, you're German, right? I'm like, no, I'm Austrian. And they're like, isn't that in Germany? I'm like, no. no. Oh my gosh, I think I did that when I whole... texted you, didn't I? Did I say you were... <sighs> He said I was German, but I, I, I'm going to blame it on wow. Elise, actually. Yeah, shout out to Elise. <laughs> <laughs> She'll probably listen to this episode. Shout out to Elise. Yeah. Blame you for that. Even though you probably told me correct, and I just forgot. It's okay. Gonna blame it happens you. all the time. It's always Germany or Australia. Or Australia. Huh, just because of the Austria? Just yeah, no, it's actually a huge, it's a huge thing. There's this whole marketing and advertising empire, basically, in Austria. It's just, like, this, like, attention sign, like a road sign mm-hmm. that has a kangaroo on it, and it says, no kangaroos in Austria, because we get mixed up so many times. Yeah. So we just have, like, shirts. I have a magnet on my fridge that says it. It says, no kangaroos in Austria. That's so funny. It's so, it happens all the time. That's, like, weird. Yeah. These are very different places. Yeah, it happens all the time. I want to get an Australian on here. I think that'd be fun. That'd be, yeah. Um, okay, so back back to Austrian food. Mm-hmm. Okay, wait, I looked up some Austrian foods because I was like, mm-hmm. I should, you know, have some things I really hope about. I know all of these. I don't know, this one was just like, that's interesting. It's called Mozart Kugel. Mozart Kugel. Yeah, see, my terrible pronunciation. That's, I understood what you said, so you're good. Perfect. Um, Mozart Kugel are very popular. I personally hate them because they have marzipan in them. I'm not a big fan of marzipan, but it's basically just this like chocolate ball that has marzipan, obviously chocolate, and some other stuff, and it just comes, like, gold-wrapped with Mozart's, like, face on it. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even know why they're so popular, but they are, and there's, like, whole stores, like, all tourist shops just sell these Mozart balls. Do you think they were created as, like, a tourist thing? Because they have, like, Mozart on them? I'm not sure. I honestly, I don't think so, but my sister really likes them. (laughs) Are there other Austrian candies that you would recommend then? I would recommend just candies or like desserts in general. Let's do desserts Mm, too. Let's do desserts. There's this really, oh, it's so good. (laughs) There's this thing called Kaiserschmann. Yeah. I know. It's, (laughs) Schmann is also really like accent word. (laughs) It's not correct in any way, but it basically just means like emperor's dish. Simplest way to explain it, it's like very sweet pancakes chopped up with a lot of powdered sugar, sometimes apple mousse or some other kind of mousse, and it's still warm, and they always serve it at Christmas markets. 
Mm. Yeah, it's really good. That sounds really, really good. It's really good. There's also, we have a lot of dessert dumplings, actually. Oh, right. You said you were going to talk about dumplings. Dumplings. Let's do dumplings. Dumplings. Okay. (laughs) We have savory dumplings. We have dessert dumplings. There's that beer garden I was talking about has the best dessert dumplings. They're, I think they're made out of, I think they're just plain, like, bread dumplings. Or, no, potato dumplings. Some kind of dough. (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't really tell you which one it is right now. But they're filled with chocolate. Yeah. And then they <laughs> roll them in breadcrumbs and some other stuff. Okay. And then when you, like, chop it in half, it's just oozes chocolate. And it's so good. Are the dumplings then, like, are they, like, baked or boiled or how? I think I've never made them myself. It's okay. one of those things where you don't want to make it yourself, you know, because then it just loses its yeah greatness because I would probably mess it up really badly. <laughs> I believe... They are boiled and then baked. But based on our other kind of dumplings, I would say they're boiled. Or, no, sorry, like steamed kind of. Oh, yeah, okay. Steamed. Yeah. That's at least how most of the savory ones are made. Mm-hmm. You steam them. And then we also have the dessert dumplings filled with, like, apricots. Mm. Those are all also really good. Or apricot cake, which is the simplest cake to make. You and I can make that and not mess it up. <laughs> I made so many over the summer. My aunt, like, told me this recipe and then I just kept making apricot cakes because you, apricots are only sold in the summer. Mm-hmm. So I just kept buying them. I've got to make more cake. It's like the only cake I can make. You got to share the recipe now. It's super easy. You just you take some eggs, however many <laughs> eggs you want, anywhere between like three and five, depending on how much you're making. And you weigh the eggs with the shell. And then you take that weight and do the same amount for flour, powdered sugar, and butter. Okay. And then you just mix it all together. Make sure to crack the eggs and not, yeah. I, just put them in there. Or just put the whole thing in there, I guess. <laughs> and then you just bake it at like a normal, whatever the, I don't know what it's it is in Fahrenheit. The normal cake baking temperature. I'm going to say 350 for uh, yeah, that non-European good. friends. Yeah, somewhere around there. <laughs> and then you just wait until it's done. And you can like put anything in it, like apricots, peaches. Pretty sure you could put apples in it. Oh. And that's it. But if you're using fruit, just make sure if it's like, if you cut it into slices, make sure you put like the back on the dough so that not all the juices run into the cake because it'll make it way too soft. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. Hopefully that works. <laughs> yeah. If you make this cake, I will eat. bring you some. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, now we're going to hold Sarah accountable for making anyone who wants, wants this cake cake. So. You should email in or tweet at us and be like, I want cake, Sarah. And then I'll pass it on to Sarah and we'll see how many cakes she has to make. Okay. Okay. Uh, So, yes, desserts. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Maybe it's just me. American desserts are kind of boring or, you know, pastries and baked goods. I don't think they're boring. I think they're just sometimes too much. Too much? Like they're too rich? Too rich or too sweet. You don't like, like, the double chocolate fudge brownie I can't do it. I can eat, like, a piece, and then I always feel like crap afterwards. I'm like, I can't do this. It's too much. It's still good. Mm -hmm. It's just kind of, I don't know. There's nothing really, I feel like there's no American dessert that really stands out, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, when you think of American dessert, is there anything that, like, really stands out? It's just kind of like a blur of chocolate. 
and ice it's cream. Just a blur of chocolate. It's just, a, it's just this mountain. It's just, it's just uh, chocolate. chocolate. <laughs> Are there any of uh, like food traditions that have to do with uh, holidays? Like I assume Christmas is pretty mm-hmm. big. Uh, like. Are there any food traditions you have for the holiday or anything? Food traditions for the holidays. I actually asked my mom about this one when I saw the question because we do, my family does Christmas very differently from everybody else. So I was like, this doesn't really represent Austria. This is just my family. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, I would say, especially during Christmas time, like all the Christmas markets come out, which are beautiful. You feel like in a winter wonderland Mm. and they have a lot of stands with like, Malt wine and like children's malt wine, which is just warm juice and tea, really. <laughs> but it's still really good, actually. And then they have stands with like baked, like loaded baked potatoes and like that Kaiserschmann stuff I was talking about. Or they also have during the winter time, like starting now until basically February, they have these stands all over the city that sell roasted chestnuts. That's like that's the one thing I miss about like being there in winter is just the chestnuts. Cause it's so rare that I find chestnuts here that I can actually roast, and they're just like that's Christmas right there. The roasted chestnuts. I have not had roasted chestnuts. They're really good. Okay. You should look up a recipe. Okay. They're like pretty easy to make. You just bake them. <laughs> <laughs> but you can actually Google it, cause that's what I had to do last year. <laughs> Did you make them last year? Yeah, I made them last year. All right. Safeway actually sells chestnuts. Okay. Around nowish. Okay, we're getting into that holiday season. Yeah. So. We're yeah, shockingly. Yeah. <laughs> do you guys do Thanksgiving? Probably not. No. You know, yeah. It's actually starting to become a thing, though. Really? Yeah. Or are like dumb American holidays are now spreading across? Because we have a name for it, like uh-huh. the concept of Thanksgiving, the celebration of a good harvest. We mm-hmm. have that concept. We just never really celebrated it. Okay. But now it's starting to become a thing where people just have like a Friendsgiving kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's definitely the U.S. influence. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh darn Americans. <laughs> it's okay. It's an excuse to eat food, so. That's true. I don't like Thanksgiving food, though, is the only issue. I do. That's good, because this I holiday do. is always such a bummer for me, because I'm like, <laughs> why do we have turkey? I feel like it's a worse version of chicken. Like, why can't we just do chicken? I love turkey. Really? I, like, usually when I get ground beef, I get ground turkey, because I like it a lot more. I wish I liked turkey. We bought, <laughs> shout out to my roommate Elise, we all pooled our uh, money yes, or our groceries okay. yesterday and uh, say we had a deal where it's like spend $100 in groceries, you get a free turkey. So uh, we came home with two free turkeys last night. Wow. Frozen turkeys, 10 pounders and uh, sitting in our fridge right now. How big is your fridge? Um, what else is in this <clears throat> fridge now? We had to clear some space, okay. but oh, yeah. uh, Patricia and Peter are doing, doing I don't, well. I don't think, you named them? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Seems logical. Yeah. Right. Yeah, okay. I mean. It's... They're going to be with us for the next, like, few days. We got to <laughs> incorporate them into the house somehow, you know? <laughs> this is going to come out after Thanksgiving, so it's going to be like, why are you talking about turkeys? Because well, it's, it's in the present right now when we're recording it. It's before Thanksgiving. Back to, back to Austrian food. <laughs> Do you cook any other Austrian food? I mean, if you want to make schnitzel, you can just make schnitzel. It's not that hard. Okay. Yeah, you just bread some chicken or some pork and you pan fry it. Yeah. And that's it. <laughs> so then you can make schnitzel. If you want, 
to try some really good food around here, actually. There is, it's called Ajdat. It's a restaurant slash bar in Pioneer Square on 1st and, I think it's Washington. Okay. It's like right by the Pioneer Station. Walk down to 1st and then take a left and it'll be on the right at some point. It is so good. And it is good, authentic food. Mm, It's definitely more focused on like German culture. Uh They have like a lot of German beer. They have a couple Austrian beers, but definitely drink the German ones because they're better. (laughs) The Austrian beer they have is not that good. But they have a lot, like they have schnitzel there. They have really good sausages. And they have like spätzle, which is like the, they're a type of like dough noodle, like egg dough noodle with cheese. And they use Beecher's cheese, and it's really good. It's really good. It's basically just, like, these noodles with, like, onions and cheese. And then if you want, you can add bacon to it. Oh, wow. It's so good. And they actually have tiny little apple strudels for dessert. Mm. And they are delicious. (laughs) So I recommend everybody to go there because it's really good. What's the name again? Eichstadt. Like, A-L-T-S-T-A-D-T. Okay. And it's in Pioneer Square. Okay. Yeah. Great. It's really I, good, and it's like a thousand times better than I think it's called Rheinhaus. It's like that some sounds familiar. It's like this really popular German bar around here, but it's actually oh. really bad compared to Archstadt. Okay, so I, I recommend that. It. It's really good. That one because that sounds really that, that you got me with the noodles with the oh, cheese so and onion, and they have amazing fries actually. I went okay. there last week for the first time since before summer, and uh-huh. I was just so content. I was like, yes. This is delicious. Okay, wow. That sounds really good. I want to try that Yeah, now. You're going to have to go. With some German beer. It's so good. Okay. You can also get a boot of beer there. Oh. If you so desire. Okay. They do offer that. How big is the boot? Is it like... It's like... It's big. What it's is like this? A, like a foot? All right. So maybe... Foot and a half? Maybe bring a friend. Yes. Or Bring a friend to help you or yep. to drive you home. Either, Either one. way, responsible drinking. Yes, please. <laughs> Very responsible. We're coming to the end. I like to ask, we talked a little bit at the beginning, but uh, I like to ask everyone their favorite drunk food and drunk mm-hmm. food. So, uh, you know, after a night out, what you like to get as sort of uh, to cure those munchies. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then if you're just lounging around, what you like to get. And... I would definitely say the best drunk food. In Austria and Germany, actually, because it's from Germany, is a kebab sandwich. Mm. Oh, my God. It is <laughs> so good. It's just your bread and the meat and then this garlic yogurt sauce and veggies, and it's just so good. It's so unhealthy. <laughs> it's ridiculously unhealthy. I think there was a study at some point that, like, pet food was healthier, but I was like, I don't care. This is still delicious. <laughs> and it's so good. And they have stands like all over the city and they're always open until like 3 a.m. because that's definitely who they cater to. <laughs> and it's just so good. If not that, honestly, I would go to McDonald's. Okay. McDonald's in Europe is actually really good. I went to a McDonald's in London and they had like, they had like cheese, like fried cheese balls, and had marinara sauce. Wow. And I was, I was pretty taken aback in the best way possible. I was oh, yeah. like, fried cheese? Yes, please. <laughs> like, yes, Why do we not have up. this here? <laughs> yeah, so that definitely made convinced me that McDonald's in Europe was better. Like, yeah. Anyways, sorry. Continue your. Uh, I think anything else. 
No, I think my okay. usual go-to is kebab or McDonald's. All right. It's just so good. <laughs> and then um, lastly, uh, do you have a favorite food memory? Just a memory that makes you really happy that has to do with food. like. Yes. There's this... Um, Austria actually grows a lot of chanterelles. It's like a type of mushroom that only grows in like certain areas where it's wet enough but not too cold. And they always come around around spring. And when they start coming out, if I was at my grandma's house where also my uncles live, we would go chanterelle gathering. So we'd just get a bunch of people together and get some paper bags and then just like go through the forest and try and find <laughs> chanterelles. Which is always fun because it's a fun, it's pine needle forest. So you're just ducking and like squatting and trying to find food. <laughs> And it's just a lot of fun. Like, you get scraped up, but then you get home with a bag of chanterelles, and then we, we like, clean them and cut them, and then you can make goulash with it or dumplings or, like, a gravy sauce for whatever or risotto. It's just really good. Mm. Yeah. That sounds nice. Chanterelles are really good. How many of those mushrooms before? Can you get They're, them here? Yes. I've seen them at Safeway a couple times and at... Pipe place a couple times. They're kind of, they're like the ones they sell here have a really big head actually. Mm-hmm. Which if you ever go and buy them, get the smallest ones possible. Okay. Like the smaller, the juicier they are. And then they're kind of like an orangey color, like orange gold color. And you just you can just roast them in a pan with some rice mm-hmm. and like um, parsley. Mm-hmm. And it's just so good. You can make <laughs> everything with them. They're really good. Well, thank you so much for joining me today, Sarah. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening. I hope you uh, enjoyed this episode of Home Plates. If you have any feedback, you want to reach out, don't be afraid to stalk me on Facebook, or we have a Twitter, qdub underscore home plates. And um, don't forget to subscribe. We are on iTunes and Google Play. Thank you for listening. This has been another episode of Home Plates. I'm Aiden Walker. And I'm Blake Peterson. Together, we host a podcast called Cinema Adventure, where we discuss movies with important guests, talk about their favorite movies, and recommend movies that you may have never heard of before. So join us every other Monday on the Soundbite Network so we can film you in. Uh, Wasn't that good? It was really good. It's a good pun, isn't it? For more like this and other great shows covering sports, science, relationships, and the arts, visit the Soundbites website, uwpodcast.com. That's uwpodcast.com.